Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. Happy Tuesday, I guess, if you're listening to this, everybody. It is Monday for us as we sit here right now. I am with my man, Ryan Gilbert, as always. How are you doing today, Ryan? Yeah, no matter what day you're listening to, happy June. Happy uh, Schwarberfest here. For has kicked off on Sunday. Two big three-run home runs. So excited to have him going. He's about to lead off again for the Phillies because Trey Turner can't do anything so um yeah I, i'm doing pretty good so always took two or three from the nats got a home home set against the tigers here should be able to take two or three and then um i think we got the the dodgers this weekend so it'll be tough it'll be tough you guys are on a nice little roll though it's better than the goddamn mariners we're, we're still got. like in last place we're still like in last place so don't worry that's i mean you're not i was looking earlier though you guys aren't that far Back from 500, though, you're like 27 and 32 or something like that. 27 and Jonathan 31. Papelbon has the Phillies as his uh, number five team in his power rankings. So, whoa, surprising. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, the roster's cool. The pitching's not really. I mean, there's, they still have the, um, probably one of the best odds to win the World Series or win the NL just because of the, the roster. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a matter of, you know, all of these players can't all suck all season long. Castellanos is, is on fire. <laughs> Hopefully, Schwarber heats up, and then you know Harper can, can get going, and Trey Turner can get going. But this is not a Phillies podcast, so I'm, I'm not going to go go on a rant there. It is kind of it is kind of a Mariners podcast, though. A little bit. Uh, and the uh, the Mariners are not doing great right now. Um, personally, I think it has more to do with the fact that the Texas Rangers are just that good. Rather oh, they're than the so Mariners are struggling, good. it's fucking scary, man. You see, like, like the like the the league leaders and runs are all Rangers, and then Aaron Judge in the AL. Yeah, which like, is like ridiculous. Semi- yeah, and the crazy thing is to go complete opposite of that. Did you see in the AL, like six of the top seven players in strikeouts are Mariners? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got Tiasker first, Anthony Volpe uh, is the only Kalnick other one. Sixth, Suarez also sixth, and Gerard. Yeah. It's, it's been tough, J Rod. I mean, I, I'm glad I passed on him when I did. He's 10 home runs, but only hitting 242. I mean, it's been he's, he's come back a little bit though. He was just AL Player of the Week last week, I think. He's finally turning it around a little bit now that they've moved him around in the order. He's hitting third a lot more, which I like to see. Although, like a leadoff Julio was cool, but I always thought Julio should have been hitting third from the jump. So, I mean, he by judging by his play he seems to think he should have been hitting third from the jump too because he's been doing much better the last that's uh, three weeks four weeks somewhere right around there because at one point he was batting like 209 so to be back to almost 250 he's making a little turnaround yeah but uh, yeah this is a fantasy baseball podcast so yeah. make sure you are following us on twitter at fake baseball on instagram as well on fake baseball money yes. tiktok youtube Fake baseball money there. Blake's been doing a great job putting up some clips and whatnot there. So make sure you check that out. 
Um, also, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I know it may not seem like much to you guys, but it goes a long way for us. Help yes. the discoverability of the show. We're still, I mean, MLB is going to be in the spotlight in a few weeks once NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals are over. So, you know, get in the... Uh, Get through those reviews in so we can get more listeners. We can just keep doing this more and more. Might be some uh, daily fantasy content coming your way if you guys are into that. But someone I'm excited to talk about kind of here. I want to ask you about him. A post Jared Kalnick type post post type sleeper here. Okay. Cabrian Hayes of the Pittsburgh Pirates is just absolutely murdering the baseball recently Um, on this season. His average exit velocity is in the 92nd percentile of, of the league. Uh, expected batting average is 72nd percentile. He's someone that has been struggling. That maybe got called up a bit too early when the Pirates let him let, let it play out. But up to four home runs in the season has his uh, average of 242. But the the big headlines were past four games, three for four, one for three with a home run, three for four with a home run, and two for five. So he's rostered now in 46% of, of Yahoo leagues. He is available in my keeper league. Um, what are your thoughts on Cabrian Hayes? Um. I like the improvements I've seen so far. He gives me uh, 2022 Yandy Diaz vibes. Kind of the very powerful. Just out of Yandy Diaz jar. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just run him up. Uh, but very powerful. Makes really good quality contact. Hits for a pretty high average, but the power numbers just never seem to be there. And it feels like he's making a step in the right direction towards those power numbers being there, like, again, Yandy Diaz has done this year. Tweak the launch angle a little bit, and wouldn't you know it, you hit more fly balls, you hit more home runs when you hit the ball that damn hard. And that's what it feels like Brian Hayes is doing. He's somebody I faded before the season just because he only really offered average coming into this year. He was, again, one of those guys that's a very good real-life baseball player but was never a very good fantasy player. Uh, but now he's turning himself into a very relevant fantasy player. And I think the production is going to continue to trend upward and he's going to keep like kind of inserting himself into that, maybe like top 15 at the position type production, which I mean, it's not huge. It's not top 10, but it's good. It's relevant in fantasy. It's startable in any, essentially any league at this point, because a lot of these positions are so thin, especially third base is so thin that having, you need at least two, just in case some shit happens. So, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing. His uh, zone contact rates up to 93%, which is a career high, which is really, really good. He's still chasing a few more pitches than I'd like to see. But uh, the fact that he can make that kind of contact in the zone and make it hard contact, too, is very promising. Oh, yeah. I'm looking deeper at his stat cast batting stats here. His launch angle is way up to 12.9 from 5.2 last year. Also, last year, uh, he had 15 barrels the entire year on over 2,000 pitches, nearly 400 batted balls. Already has 12 barrels through less than 1,000 pitches and under 200 batted balls he's had. So he's barreling the ball up uh, his past past few games. 100 mile per hour, 101 single, 105 single, 102 home run, 102 home run, 96 single. He's hitting the ball hard. And right now might be the time to either get there, there's two camps. You can either get in on him now if you think this this is real, or if you think this is just a, a fad. Maybe try to sell high while you can. But I, I I have some belief in Cabrian Hayes. I think he's still pretty young. I think he has a good head, head on his shoulders. So I think he'll be able to you know, hopefully continue to ride this hot streak. 
Yeah, and he's got a little speed too. He stole twenty bases last year. Stole six already this year. Got caught stealing five times. So I mean, he doesn't have the craziest speed in the world, but he has some speed there. And four triples. That's got to be leading the league. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing that out there, but I can't imagine many people have more than four steals. Uh, it is. Like, yes, there are. Yeah. seven players tied up the four. That's impressive because triples is something you don't normally see a, a large quantity of. So, yeah, he's extra base hit ability, even if it's not home runs. Yeah, 13, yeah, 13 doubles, right. too. 13 doubles, four triples, four home runs. I mean, it's getting warmer. It's going to be hitting season here in Pennsylvania. That goes. That does include uh, Pittsburgh as well as Philadelphia. So maybe we'll see more of <laughs> those home runs continue. Yeah, and um, it's, it's very big sometimes to see, like, that third-year jump. And I know he played a little bit in 2020, but this is his third year in the league. And so these are the kind of improvements you want to see in that third year. Yeah, and also, it was his first year 2020, or is that like his second year? That was his first year. I thought you're not yeah. barely even counts. With yeah, that was his first year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so hopefully he can uh, keep that going for his sake and anyone that, that has him. And uh, we are brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your current bankroll for months. You can double down on a favorite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or a hedge opportunity. Edge Boost is not some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know any other way to get access more money to your bankroll without any interest? Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so uh, this is our beginning of the week show, so we do enjoy talking about some waiver wire targets. Uh, and one of my favorite ones right now, I don't think this is really going to come to so- as a surprise to that many people. It's been a pretty popular topic of conversation. Zach McKinstry for the Detroit Tigers has kind of come out of nowhere a bit. Uh, second base and outfield eligibility. We love to see that. That's one of the reasons we are, why we love Mookie Betts so much coming into this year because that's two of the thinnest positions and he's in Mookie fantasy. Betts, and he picked yeah. up shortstop. Mookie Betts picked up shortstop, which is not fair. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and McKinstry on Yahoo has second, third, short, and outfield. So, Oh, there we go. Almost everywhere. Yeah, and this year right now he's in 278 with seven doubles, a triple, four home runs, and has stolen 10 bases, only been caught stealing once. Uh, so he's really, uh, I mean, he's producing in every category, which is, again, something you look for. You want the multi-position eligibility, and you want a guy that can produce in every category, and he's making himself very points league relevant as well. You guys know how much I love a good points league. 14% walk rate, and the K rate is under 20% at just 19.7. So I he's not going to be available in a ton of Yahoo leagues. I think when I wrote my... Uh, article for fantasy pros this weekend i believe he was like 49 percent owned on yahoo 54 yeah 54 right now he went up a little bit i mean he was 12 percent owned on espn which i don't know how so all you espn league players grab zach mckinstry please because he does not deserve to be on a single waiver wire uh, as of right now he has reached my he should be owned in every league and every league type level oh. of waiver wire target 
I, I might have to push back on a little bit. I think McKinstry is somebody who you you may have already missed the boat on. He's been been around the league, Dodgers, Cubs. Now he's with with the Tigers. So I'd like to think the Dodgers and Cubs both have some pretty pretty decent scouting. And he had a he's a career two twenty nine hitter, OPS seven oh two. Like I think this is just him getting hot for for a Tigers team that is was going on a run. But now McKinstry last four games, one for four, one for four, oh for four, one for five, oh for two. I'm coming into Philly for, for this series. I know he has to go against Nola tonight. Uh, Tyon Walker tomorrow is a fine matchup. And then Zach Wheeler on Wednesday. So tough, tough go for that. But then they have Arizona on the weekend. So McKinstry, yeah. If you're looking for a depth guy, you tell guy that you're looking that can play anywhere, I think maybe you can see if he's still staying hot a little bit. But I'm not going to go drop any of my long-term long-term investments for, for him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't drop any long-term investments for him, but I think uh, if you do have somebody that's uh, you're kind of iffy about whether or not you should hold them, I think McKinstry is probably better than that player. Uh, like you want to drop, if you're on the fence about Alec Manoa, should you keep Alec Manoa? Should you drop Alec Manoa? Drop him for for McKinstry, 92nd percentile in XWOBA, 93rd percentile in expected batting average, 90th percentile in walk rate, 82nd percentile in sprint speed. A lot of good things you like there. And he has almost a 12% barrel rate, too. So he's making good quality contact. Even though that 12% barrel rate only has him at 78th percentile. There's a lot of good barrel rates this year. Yeah, and speaking of Alec Manoa, I think I saw something before it came on that I think their manager or pitching coach or something like they haven't discussed sending him, him to AAA because he's a talented pitcher, but he's been awful. It's just mm-hmm. it's just been, been absolutely a, a tough, tough go for him. So maybe... Maybe he does need just to go down. I don't know if it's a pitch clock or what is it that, that that's that's affecting him because he, he was tremendous last year. It was great, mic'd up with the All-Star game, but it's t- t- tough for him. Um, someone else that has been hot recently, you might be able to still get that hot streak going here, is Eddie Rosario, outfielder for mm-hmm. the Braves. They have a home set against the Mets and Nationals this week. Uh, he's on a six-game hit- hitting streak, homeward last game, two home runs on the second, which I believe was Friday. So, uh, yeah, Rosario, I mean, he's not going to be someone you pick up and keep for the rest of the season, but do you think he's somebody that you had on your radar at all? Uh, he was on my radar a little bit just because I liked the improvements that he made in May. Uh, he only hit 230 in March and everybody hit 247 in May. Uh, seven doubles, two home runs, 13 RBIs in 25 games. So he made himself a bit of an impact player there. Again, those numbers aren't going to blow you away, but the the triple and three home runs already in three games in June is pretty damn good. Uh, he's always been a fairly streaky hitter, though, especially at this point in his career. So he is one of those guys that you want to ride the hot streak and then uh, like we tell you guys all the time, monitor the hot streak. Make sure you pay very close attention if you feel like rostering these guys that do tend to go very hot and cold. Uh, keep an eye on him. When he goes cold, he's going to go cold for a while. But for right now, he's very hot, and I think he should be uh, rostered in uh, probably 12-team redeemer leagues. I think it's probably a pretty safe bet to give you good production, and you're not going to hate who you dropped to get him. Except don't be one of those people that drops like, Nolan Arenado. That's just gonna be a running joke all year. Don't be don't drop Nolan Arenado for, for Rosario. Uh, Rosario's only rostered in seven percent of Yahoo League, so he is available pretty widely out there if you're looking for some some outfield help. Uh somebody that I want to point out, uh, I talked about him last week as a streaming option. 
Ben Lively for the Reds. I don't remember his owners. I guess I'm saying ownership rate. His roster percentage in Yahoo. But in ESPN, he's very much still a streaming option. 40%. 40, so he's still a streaming option over there as well. I want to point something out on here that I haven't seen anybody talk about, and I'm curious about it. What do the Reds pitching coaches do that makes their pitchers so damn good with the slider? Ben Lively really did not have a slider before this year at all. Like he threw it like 14% of the time in 2020 and 12% in 2019. And now it's his second most used pitch at almost 30%. And it's dominant. Uh, I think before this last start, he had given up one hit in the previous 91 times he threw a slider. He'd given up one hit. Uh, Hunter Green, dominant slider. Nick Lodolo, dominant slider. Graham Ashcraft has that dominant sweeper. Like I don't, I don't know what their pitching coaches do over there. They seem to target that that slider, sweeper, whichever one you want to go with, and make it a dominant pitch for their pitchers. And it's paying off. Lively is he's reached that that mark of being better than a streaming option. He's a guy that you you don't, don't want to like start against any ready pitcher besides. Hunter Green is better than a streaming option, though. Have, but the teams, I mean, the teams that Lively's beat, though, are, are the teams he's been dominated against. He just went seven innings, gave up five earned runs against Milwaukee, which sucked. But against the Red Sox, 5.2 innings, gave up no runs. Against the Cardinals, six innings, gave up two runs. Against the Yankees, 5.2 innings, gave up two runs. So, like, he's he's going against these, like, offensively good teams, and he's pitching well, striking out at a high rate. I think his uh, his K rate uh, was almost thirty percent last time I checked, which is really good. Like if you can get a K rate twenty four percent or higher, pretty good number. So being at almost thirty percent is excellent. And he doesn't walk people <clears throat> all that much. His WHIP's only one point oh one. He's not like a a dominant rest of the year starter guy. He's going to have his moments where he doesn't do well, but he's he's. Uh, worth a bench spot at least on your team yeah his next start is in st louis on friday so that, that could be a tough matchup for him i mean but st louis has been struggling too uh speaking of of red's young pitchers what do you think of uh uh abbott coming up to start he's starting today or tuesday andrew abbott starting uh, on he's starting on today. monday he's still i mean by the time people listen to this they'll have started already but 4-0 2.50 era 0.93 whip in 54 innings with 90 strikeouts and 17 walks in double A. Um, is he someone you've picked up or are looking to pick up? Um, I actually did pick him up in my home league this morning because I think he's worth a shot. <coughs> Excuse me. Ooh, going against Milwaukee today. Uh, I think it's a beneficial matchup for him because they don't do quite as well against lefties as they do against righties. So he has a slight advantage there. Granted, it is still at Great American Ballpark. So the ball does tend to fly out there more than, more than anywhere except for Coors Field. But I think I read he's leading the minor leagues in strikeouts. He's leading yep. them in strikeout rate. He's leading them in uh, a few different categories. But keep in mind, Brennan Fott also led all of the minor leagues in strikeouts yeah. last year. And we saw how that played. So... I think expectations need to be tempered a little bit, but I think he has a very high ceiling 
especially again if he comes out with a fucking if he's got that weird Cincinnati Red slider that everybody else has. I think he touches the upper nineties with this fastball. Very Nick Lodolo esque it would be. And we've all seen how good he can be. Granted, he can also not be good, but he could be, end up being that type of a player. Yeah, I just wonder with Abbott if it's going to be more than one start because I think he was only brought up because Hunter Green has his start pushed back. But Lodolo's on the IL now, like, and the Reds, I mean, if he has a good start, they're not going to take him out of the rotation. So, yeah, hopefully he does well against Milwaukee. I picked him up in one of my leagues as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, see how that goes tonight. I did read that they um, they want him to stay in the rotation. Like, they want him to be one of their five starters going forward. So I think it's going to be a, if he struggles in this start, he'll probably go back down. But if he comes up and he pitches well, he'll probably stay. Cause I know uh, Brandon Williamson got sent back down. Nick Lodolo's hurt. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I have high hopes for, for Abbott. I have higher hopes for Abbott than a few of these other minor leaguers. Woo yeah, for Seattle. Abbett, I, I didn't Wouldn't realize Abbott, has done most of his pitching seven of his 10 starts at triple a uh, th- only three at double a triple a 54 strikeouts 14 walks in 38 innings so era 3.05 so uh, yeah I-, I could see him staying in the rotation there um before we go over any farther though we are brought to you by underdog fantasy best ball mania four is here and underdog fantasy is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes plus plenty of ways to win with nba nhl and mlb with their pre- player prop parlays Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. <clears throat> I'm looking here at some more waiver wire guys. Someone that, that's just been hot and cold, and I, I think we may have just missed his hot streaker. He's been in 244. Hi, Sung Kim, second base, third base shortstop for the Padres. He, he's being picked up. In a lot of Yahoo leagues, again, for some reason, um, are you seeing anything from him to think that he might be due for you know more more roster ship? Man, not really. Like he's one of those guys that's really popular right now because he's stealing a, like a few more bases than you would expect. Like he's already got eleven this year. He had twelve all of last year in one hundred and fifty games. He did have and yeah I, yeah yeah he had a five game stolen base streak. I, I guess I, I did overlook that part. I think that might be why, but at the same time, stolen bases are cheap. They're cheaper this year than anybody thought they would be. Uh, And he doesn't offer a whole lot of anything else. Like he doesn't have a ton of power. He's only got five home runs and nine doubles on the year. So 14 extra base hits in 52 games. Uh, It's not crazy. And he's only batting 244. So if you're in like a, Maybe like a 15-team or deeper league, Hassan Kim might have some roster ability if you need somebody. He might already be rostered. Not maybe in a 12-team league if it's like a really deep 12-team league. But outside of that, I, I couldn't bring myself to pick him up in any of my 12-team leagues lately. I, and I've trust me, I've looked many times, and I couldn't do it. I just I don't see the upside there that I like to see from somebody that I would be picking up at this point in the season. Yeah, the only thing you could pick him up for is like if you're streaming stolen bases or trying to get stolen bases. But otherwise, there's there's not much he's good for. And as you said, stolen bases are are pretty cheap this year. And you know, I don't know if he's going to win a category for you, so he's probably not worth 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 rostering really. Okay, so one person that I've been keying in on 
that I have picked up in many leagues that is flying under the radar in a ton of leagues because he made my deep league pickups section on the kids' roster rate was so low. I'd argue you could pick him up almost anywhere. Uh, Jamer Candelario for the Washington Nationals, third baseman. Uh, the dude is just hitting. He's hitting 260 so far in the year with 17 doubles, two triples, and seven home runs. He had an excellent month of May, hitting 295 with nine doubles, two triples, and three home runs. And he's been on a bit of a hot streak. I think it was since May 15th. Uh, let me fact check myself real quick. It is since May 15th. He is hitting, drum roll please, since May 15th, he's hitting 368 with eight doubles, two triples, three home runs, and 14 RBIs, plus a stolen base. Striking out only 16% of the time, walking 10%. Have you paid attention to Candelario at all? Or do you? are you enticed in the, the slightest? No, I, I'm not. I'm not at all. As you may, may have <laughs> may have gathered from my reaction there, he just seems like seems like a guy to me. I mean, yeah, he's been hot for the past almost month, but he's also been a career like journeyman, pretty much. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I mean and and also he's with he's with the Nationals. No one on the Nationals is, is worth rostering. Like, even like Joey Manessis, we were high on. He hasn't done too much. Uh, Candelario last year with the Tigers, 13 home runs, hit 217. Yeah, he's just no interest whatsoever. Third baseman doesn't even have other second base shortstop or anything. So, yeah, I think he's someone that if if you rode his hot streak, great. If you want to pick him up and see if he stays hot, great. But I'm not going to go any further than that. Yeah, 0 for 4 in his last two games, 0 for 4 in three of his last five. But sandwiched in the middle of that, he did go 2 for 4 and 2 for 5 with six RBIs, a home run, and a stolen base. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a deep league waiver wire, though, Candelario does offer the counting stats in multiple categories that could help. He's not going to hit 400 for over the course of a year with 100 RBIs. He's just not going to do that. But I mean, right now there is there's up or I wouldn't even say there's upside there. He's one of the guys that offers a very safe floor. So if you need like just a plug and play guy at third base or util, and you're looking for somebody that's just going to give you some production, Candelario is a good candidate for that. And he's very likely available in your league. I think he's available in 3% of ESPN and like 9% of Yahoo leagues. So he's widely available. If you want to just pick him up, run him out there. And I mean, he's easy to drop too, which is cool for a waiver wire guy. Yeah, he's very very easy to drop. I think that that's probably his uh his best best quality. I, I would say. Uh, who, who else are counting us? Got anyone else you're you're targeting here? Uh, yeah, Joey Weimer. I want to throw that one out there too. I had that one fucking locked and loaded. Uh, he was a guy that had a little bit of hype at the beginning of the year. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers had uh, kind of a three headed monster. The young guys out there since been derailed a little bit, but. I mean, hear me out. He's only hitting 206. Okay. He's only hitting 206. But as of late, he has been playing out of his mind. If my damn fantasy bros always be failing me yeah, at the worst. He's hitting moments. well right? over the past past two oh, past two weeks. He's hitting 222 with two arm runs though. So that, that that's decent. And he's stealing he's stealing a good amount of bases. He's his yeah, speed yeah, picking back up. He, I think he has 93rd percentile sprint speed. Uh, he hits the ball fairly hard. So he has the upside there. The batting average is going to have to come around because he does have the the tendency to swing and miss quite a bit. But 
there was a reason that everybody talked about Joey Weimer at the beginning of the year. I mean, Joey Weimer is still somebody that does have some relevance. If he gets hot, I mean, he's still young, so he can make some easy, you know, easy adjustments and go from there at the major league level to get that batting average up. Can he do it? Who knows? Maybe Christian Yelch can help him out a little bit in that area, but uh, Hassan Kim might have a couple more steals, but I think Joey Weimer offers more speed upside and more extra base hit upside as well. Yeah. Um, someone else I, I like here is looking at over the past two weeks. He's hitting 354. Colorado Rockies shortstop is if you Tovar. They are home this week. They have a homestand with uh, three games against the Giants and then three against the Padres before going on the road for essentially two weeks. So a good time to pick him up. His uh, baseball savant page isn't, isn't really great, but he's going to get your steals. He's got two stolen bases the past two weeks. Hit him for average. Good OPS. He's going to be at home. I'm uh, pulling up his splits right now. But Coors Field, uh, he's hitting 263 at home with a 739 OPS. 233 on the road with a 660 OPS. So significantly better at home. He's uh, where is he batting in that lineup? Let's see. He's batting. He's hitting ninth. So it's not 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 great. It's not great that he only has shortstop. But I think he's someone that you could pick up for this week if you're looking for someone to fill a gap there at shortstop or looking for someone to fill in at, at Util. Yeah, I've uh, he's one that I've been monitoring because I was, I mean, I was big on him before the season. I thought he was an excellent option at shortstop, especially we love we love our Rockies here. Anybody that plays their home home games at Coors Field always gets that slight advantage. The weird thing was with him was he was kind of touted as a like quick with a little bit of pop, and then he just didn't steal a base for like thirty games <laughs> yeah. to start the year, which was wild. Uh, but he's got a few now. He hit much better in May than he did in March. And a lot of that's because he dropped his K rate from 31% in March and April down to 25% in May. There's 25% you could live with. That, like, that's not bad. But in June, in just a handful of games, it's at almost 38% for the K rate. So it's trending back up. So we'll have to see what version of Ezekiel Tovar we get moving forward. Hopefully... Hopefully the K rate comes back down closer to the 25%. I think it's 28% on the year. So this might just be an outlier of a couple games. He does have some speed and some pop though. I like that the speed is coming back around. Yeah. I think it, it, it gives him that fantasy relevance that we hoped he would had hoped he would have. Now he's not going to be a 20 home run, 20 steals guy, but Tovar has the upside to be a guy that can hit 265 hit. 10 home runs and steal 18 bases with a handful of like extra base hits as well. Like 30 doubles isn't out of the picture. So there, there's enough to love there. And yeah, that Colorado bump is juicy. Yeah. What about um, Jake Bowers? His last, I believe oh. 12 batted balls all went 89.1 miles per hour or more, including Five over 100 miles per hour. Uh, Yankee Stadium is going to be at home against the White Sox this week and then at home against the Red Sox. Had two home runs on Saturday. Uh, any pop there? You, you, you like anything about Jake Bowers here? Maybe uh, maybe you know, uh, someone to fill the gap if you're looking for a, replace, a power-hitting replacement? Um, I mean, I... <laughs> 
I'm trying to think of how I want to navigate this because I don't like him. I don't think Jake Bowers has any fantasy relevance. I think the Yankees are starting some weird ass guys. Yeah. I don't think he has some fantasy relevance. I do like what he's done since the 29th, though. He's hitting 412 with two doubles and three home runs in what's that, six games? Five games because he pinched it for one of them. So, like, that's awesome. I like that production and I think it's awesome. And Sano, I know you're a Yankees fan in the chat and I apologize, but Jake Bowers does not have any fantasy relevance. Do not. Let him trick you into rostering him because I think you're going to be very disappointed. Uh, much like Franchi Cordero at the beginning of the year when he came up and hit like four home runs in five games or whatever, everybody, and everybody was on the Franchi Cordero hype train for the 18th time. And wouldn't you know it, he disappeared to the minor leagues. So I think that similar outcome is going to happen for Jake Powers just because I mean, he was never good enough to be a major leaguer before this. I don't think he's good enough to be a major leaguer right now i mean not a fantasy irrelevant major leaguer at least yeah i mean as insane i was sending the chat there as long as you he's on a hot streak he'll fall back to earth but if you can pick him up for this week while they're at home he'll probably be up in the order too especially we'll see what happens with judge and his right toe injury but um someone else you were high on i think you wrote about and talked about a few weeks ago Jake Berger for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. He's going into Yankee Stadium and then at home against the Marlins later in the week for the weekend. Uh, he homered on Sunday, had a pinch hit home run last week. Um, is he someone you may be looking to looking to pick back up if he if he was dropped in your league? Oh yeah, I I have him in multiple of my leagues. When I was talking about him a few weeks ago, I picked him up in all those leagues, and I've just rode the hot streak out ever since. Thirty percent K rate. Shit happens. That's probably just going to be the reality of Jake Berger. Uh, but he's hitting 265, which is cool. And the pop is real. Like he's making excellent, excellent, excellent contact this year. 22.2% barrel rate. Now, is Jake Berger going to keep a 22.2% barrel rate over the course of an entire season? Absolutely not. But it is worth mentioning that uh, 227 batted ball events for his career. He has a 17.6% career barrel rate. So he yeah. is a and big hard hit guy. Has as many barrels this year, 20, as he did in the in the past two years. I mean, he only pretty much the same amount of pitches, 548 compared to 682 and 182. But yeah, I mean, that, that shows how he's hitting. Axel Velo, 92.3, up from 90. Launch angle is up. Sweet spot percentage is up. Everything's up across the board for him. So hopefully for him, that was just kind of a cold streak he went on. And now he'll be worth rostering again, especially at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And in his last one, two, three, four, five, last seven starts, um, hitting 321 with a 20% K rate. So down 10% from his, his year overall number. Got two home runs, five RBIs, and a stolen base. The big man can move a little bit. And he scored eight runs. Playing time has always been a question mark for him just because I don't really know where you fit him in that lineup when everybody's healthy. But also the good thing is for him that (laughs) the Chicago White Sox never seems to be a time when everybody's healthy. So you can usually find some at-bats for him somewhere. I think he's still fantasy relevant in the home runs category. Like He's home runs, RBIs. Uh, Outside of that, 265 is probably a bit high for him. 240 is the more likely outcome for him over the course of a full season's worth of at-bats. But 25 home runs is also a likely outcome for him over the four over the full course of a season. So 
Yeah, he's, yeah, there's a little give and take with some of these guys. The home runs, though, being good at hitting home runs makes you more fantasy relevant than being good at stealing bases or being good at scoring a run because every home run is worth an RBI and a run as well. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, I think he should be owned in a lot more leagues than he is currently. Yeah. You got any other uh, waiver wire guys? You want to move over to the pitching side of things? I got one more waiver wire guy before right. we go over and name our favorite pitcher for Tuesday. Uh, it is Willie Castro for the Minnesota Twins. Getting overlooked a bit. He's been playing really well. He's second base, shortstop. I think he's second, third, short, and outfield eligible as well. Quad eligibility, which we love to see. And, I mean, his output lately has been great. Uh, on the third and the second, he went 0 for 4 and 0 for 3. But before that, he had a seven-game hit streak. He's shown some pop. He's got five home runs and six doubles on the season. He's also stole 11 bases, and he's hitting 263. Now, he's got a 356 Babbitt, so... I think league average BABIP is like 310. So he'll likely regress back towards that 310 number, which will bring the average down with it. Uh, rough math would say 240 again, just like I said for Jake Berger. But he he's a, a sneaky source of power and speed, which I was not expecting, and the quad eligibility, which goes a long way in the fantasy baseball world when you pick up a guy that you can add at four different spots. So, like, Willie Castro, he was so good lately that I took him out of my uh, deep league waiver wire options, and he was just straight into my priority additions for this week because I'm. it could be a hot streak, but I'm not sure it's not a little more than a hot streak, to be completely honest. Yeah, see, this, this seems like... Uh, when's Ellie De La Cruz getting called up? I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. Anytime, hopefully. Hopefully soon, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting on him in, in a few leagues. But yeah, this, this I mean, Willie Castro's <laughs> had a few of these. I mean, two little streaks here. If you if you ignore pretty much his first month of the season, he was just absolutely awful in April. That just also could be who he is because like over he, he's been he was with what the Tigers before I believe. Now he's with the Twins, so he, mm-hmm. he's not going to be someone like you pick up and hold the rest of the year. But if this is a hot streak or a little bit more than a hot streak, he's someone you can pick up and you know has that four position eligibility you can play him any one of those four spots There's a lot of injuries recently so yeah i think that's a good call uh is 50 rostered in yahoo so might not be available widely but yeah if he is out there and you need help at any of those positions i think he's a decent option yeah willie castro since it's a good call willie castro since the beginning of may hitting 298 with four doubles four home runs 17 runs scored and 10 stolen bases so Helping out in a lot of different categories, which is awesome. And I mean, on that note, I think we should just go straight into our favorite uh, two start pitchers for. I mean, we're each going to, I think we're, what are we each picking one? We've been doing pretty good at that. We each pick one that we like for Tuesday. This should be getting two starts this week. Mm-hmm. This should help you guys out because if you're, the likelihood of you listening to this right now is much lower than the likelihood of you guys listening to this on our Apple and Spotify podcast feeds tomorrow on Tuesday. So, with that being said, Ryan, who are you feeling for, for a start tomorrow? I think I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Gibson down there in Baltimore. He's going to be playing at Milwaukee. And then his second start should be Sunday at home against Kansas City. So, two pretty decent matchups for him. He's been up and down. Um, 
just missed a quality start last time out, five and two thirds, but seven innings got the win in the previous two at Toronto at the Yankees. So he's been pretty good this season. I'm not sure what is going on and down there in Baltimore because he was horrific with the Phillies. But uh, yeah, good to see. I have him in my main league, so hopefully he can keep this up. I think rostered in four to six percent of Yahoo leagues. So uh, yeah, Gibson will be my guy for Tuesday. I love that. Uh, mine. Louis Varland. Like I was on the Louis Varland train, I think it was three weeks ago. And I said pay attention to him, but be hesitant just because we don't really know where it could go. Was was he the one we said he's not a major league pitcher or someone said that? I think somebody it, said that. Yeah. But, but he, I mean, he, he's looked like it since then. Yeah, I was gonna say since then he's been he's been a fucking major league pitcher. Uh let's see. Uh his last start came against Houston. Seven innings, four hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts. Before that, six innings, three earned runs, three strikeouts. You get the trend. There's one, two, three, four, five of his seven outings have been quality starts. One of them was five innings of two-run two ball. So he does a lot of stuff that we love to see. He gets a lot of outs. What? God, that was the dumbest fucking start to a sentence ever. <laughs> He gets a lot of like ground ball outs, which is something you want to look for, especially on a team that has a good defense like Minnesota does. You don't need to necessarily strike out a bunch of people when you can just get them to ground out consistently or just have guys behind you that play good defense. That's why uh, the Chicago Cubs pitchers are doing so well this year. RIP to Justin Steele's arm. But like that defense is just crazy. So like Stroman helps him. Justin Steele helps him. Uh, Wisniewski doesn't really help him because... I mean, he just gives up home runs all the time. But, yeah, Louis Varland, I think, is a great start tomorrow. Uh, I don't know who he's starting against at the end of the week off the top of my head. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, uh, Insano, uh, what do you think for Abbott for Cincinnati? Oh, we talked about Abbott earlier. Love him. You got, you got to listen back. Yeah. You got to give us a download. Uh, I love him, though. I love him, though. I, I added him in, in, in some leagues, so I think he's worth a start before he starts today if you're listening to this live yeah. um i do want to also bring up kyle schwarber i'm not sure if we're going to actually hit on by low players or if he's a by low option now after having um two home runs on sunday here as june as june is here Schwarberfest is here looking at his his career splits for, for the month of june is, is insane april march ops 745 may 734 july 784 but in june it's 958 he has 49 home runs and 100, 136 games, the most of any month, 43 in August, and but in 34 more games. So this is when Kyle Schwarber is going to get hot. And if you have a chance to buy him low, it's going to be right now before he just continues to get heat up. Uh, I love that one. And in that same vein, I think mine would be uh, both of our bylaws are going to be from our favorite teams. <laughs> We're not homers at all, I swear. Uh, mine would be Teoscar Hernandez. I get it. He struck out more than anybody else in the AL this year. I get it. His whiff rate sucks, but he has always been a slow starter that ends the year crazy good. So for his career in March and April, 240 batting average, 752 OPS. May, 238, 675. June, 277 average with an 831 OPS. July, 267, 871. And if you go to September, October, 271 with an 872 OPS. He gets better the more the season goes on. I know it's been rough right now. 
I know there's a lot of people out there that are contemplating dropping him. Please don't if you don't absolutely have to. Like if you're struggling and you're in last place and you just need protection from somewhere, I get it. But he's one of those guys that you're going to regret because you're going to drop him and somebody's going to snag him and he's going to just go on an absolute tear at the end of June. And you're going to wish that he was on your team. So that would be my buy low. Yeah, even over like the past month, he's been picking up. He's hitting 281 over the past month, 241 on the season. Only two home runs. I mean, the power is not there, but he's getting on base. He's on a three-game hit streak, two for five, two for three. Last last few games. So, yeah, Tiasco Hernandez, I think that that power will definitely come around. Yeah, speaking of coming around, if you are listening to this wherever you are, if you could come right around and leave us a five-star rating on Apple podcast or spotify that goes a long way to helping us out it only takes two seconds uh if you were checking this out on youtube same if you could hit that subscribe button again that goes a long way towards helping us be able to continue to do these episodes and kind of i mean make our way towards that hundred episode mark i don't know what we're going to do for that but we're reaching the point where we might have to start discussing what we want to do for a hundred episode celebration Mm -hmm. Uh, we have some other things in store coming up Some different episode types, maybe sneak in another extra episode or two a week in as well. And we have some writing news coming in the next week or so as well for you guys. So please hit that follow on Twitter at Fake Baseball, YouTube Fake Baseball Money, Twitch Fake Baseball Money, where else? Uh, TikTok Fake Baseball Money, and Instagram Fake Baseball Money. Yeah, Facebook. Uh, follow, search follow us We're everywhere. There. We're literally everywhere. You cannot get rid of us. We are here to stay. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R-Gilbert, S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Girl, girl.